0: Five, four, three, two, one, and we're live! We're doing it! Meow!
1: What's up, everybody? Meow! <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the St. Cats! Uh, today, we have uh, the, the best surprise ever in the world. Uh, first off, we got me, Adam Hendricks. We got Mark Moranishi over there. We got. David Stallnecker. D. Stall. And we've got a special guest today, ladies and gentlemen, Tatiana Schmidt.
0: <laughs> we should insert like an applause, like background laugh yeah, track thing. For sure.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll add
1: that in post, for sure. sure. Thanks. Ta- Tatiana, thanks for joining us. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you? You know,
1: I'm actually great today. I'm really great. We just did a poll before you got on Zoom, and the question was, how many times will Tatiana mention cats on today's St. Cats? And uh, I guess 17. <laughs> David, what are you at? What do you think?
3: Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her the benefit of the doubt and say 12. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I'm
0: going to stick with the most answered part of that poll, which was infinity. <laughs>
2: well i'd love for someone to take a poll and see who's closest because i think it will be close to like 20 probably um yeah yeah
1: which would have me winning at this point so let's just make that happen okay awesome well everybody we're on podcast number 11 it's pretty crazy Uh, It just keeps growing and growing. Millions of young adults across the world now are just following us, flocking to the podcast. (laughs) Uh, But we've loved doing this, and today I'm so excited. Tatiana is a former worship leader of Sank, so a lot of you guys know her. She has given some amazing sermons at Sank as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of you guys might not know this. Here's a little podcast only info. Uh David Stallnecker is at Menlo Church in large part because of Tatiana and Timmy Schmidt. Wow. Is that right, David? That is right. Uh, so if you like David, then man, credit to Tatiana. If you don't like David, well, it's not her fault.
3: <laughs> do you uh do you guys want to know a little fun fact too, though? Yes, of course. Is I would have maybe been at Menlo Church a lot earlier, too, if it wasn't for <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it's her Damn. fault, too. <laughs> we have this funny thing because us- she would always tell me to apply for jobs at Menlo, and then right after she told me, she would go apply for it and then see <laughs> what <me>. So, Whoa. <laughs> just in
0: case, like, you, you got it, she'd be like, Oh, yeah, like I referred him, and like, yeah, that looks really
3: good, <laughs> but. I kind of want that too. So, I'm just going to I think it you. was to help her chances. It was like if this guy's oh, in the running then Come I'll, on. I'll get a better.
2: <laughs> that was. That was what I was yeah. doing, Yeah.
3: <laughs> that was the strategy. <laughs> uh, so
1: uh yeah, we we've been wanting to have Tatiana on for a long time. She was one of our original uh list of guests we knew we'd want to have on here. Uh just because she's a great part of our Sank community um just visits a lot. We love having her there. But also, we're going to get into, a little later, uh, some Enneagram talk. We've been talking about Enneagram a lot on the podcast. It just comes up. And Tatiana is uh, a a little bit of a a guru when it comes to that. And uh, again, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but she's got uh, an Instagram called Enneagram Vibes. Is that right?
2: Yep, that is right.
1: That has just sort of exploded, and it's got great content on it. So, Uh, We'll talk about that a little later. But for now, Tatiana, uh, this is uh, how we've been starting all of our guest uh, podcasts. Uh, We're going to play a game that we created ourselves a few weeks ago. It's called Two Truths and a Lie, uh, created here in the Sync podcast. So we would love for you to play that game with us. You ready to play? You familiar with the rules of the game we made up?
2: Uh, I don't think you made this up, but yes, I am familiar. Uh. <laughs> well,
1: agree to disagree. <laughs> you can't prove that we didn't.
2: I probably can, but.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready? And, and just, wait, real quick. Uh, I just need to tell you that Mark's nickname is the unstumpable one.
2: Unstumpable.
1: So, yeah. So wow. he and just. Ironically, he has not gotten any of these right yet. So, yeah, it's, he it's has a been totally stumped. random
0: nickname. I don't even know why we say it, but yeah, I am unstumpable. So shoot your shots, Tatiana. But,
2: nice, okay, nice, We're ready.
1: And David's got an unfair advantage because he's known you longer. But yeah, I'm David really
2: should go last. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Because fair. yeah, for those of you who don't know, Timmy and Timmy, my husband, uh, David was his best man. So they've been friends since high school. Super sweet. Uh, Shout out to
1: Timmy, who's in the room right now, but we'll jump on the podcast. Timmy
2: is in the room and refuses to join, so (laughs) nothing new. Uh, Okay, so two threes in the lie. This was really hard for me because I'm not that interesting, so this is what I could (laughs) come up with. Uh, So first one is Timmy and I are high school sweethearts. Second one is I can lick my elbow. (laughs) third one is I run an Instagram page with 57.9 thousand followers
1: wow okay so Mark just to clarify the rules we're trying to name the lie (laughs) I think you've (laughs) oh I've I've been playing (laughs) wrong
0: this whole time
1: (laughs) well that's what I've I've been curious about how you've been losing so often oh shoot this is tricky um because the third one, we know is true, but we don't know the details. Well, I don't know the details. So that could be a, a You don't a tr- check
2: my following every morning? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I do. I do. I just meant like it could have grown. It could have grown since, since we've been morning. on here. That's right. Yeah. Oh, shoot. High school sweethearts. You want to go first on Stumpable 1? One? Which one's the lie? I want oh, I don't know. I'm going to go number one. I don't think you guys are high I school sweethearts. I was going to do that too,
0: but just to spread the board, I and in case I'm wrong, I want to see you do it. Uh, lick your elbow. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. D-stall. Yeah, I mean, I know the answer. <laughs> oh.
1: So, okay, tell us the answer.
3: Uh, they were not high school sweethearts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mark is now zero
1: and four. The street continues. Unstable. Okay, so yeah, show us how you lick your elbow. Nobody else can see this.
0: Whoa, you really can. Ah.
2: I really can. <laughs> it's one of the only nope. talents I have.
1: Oh my goodness, we're all trying right now to do the is same that, thing, and it's. Is that done.
3: on? <laughs> I think I can get <laughs> close, actually. Oh, look at that.
1: Dang. Oh, that's so bad. Dang. I'm not bad. I can't even like get in the vicinity. Nope. Man, hopefully whoever's listening to this podcast right now, you are trying it yourself. That's a talent, Tatiana.
0: You- that's
2: really cool. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And now everybody just has to take our word for it that it's true. That's, right.
0: that's true.
1: That's true. Maybe if you can lick your elbow, man, let us know. And you can be on our podcast just for that. (laughs) (laughs) Just that uh, qualifies you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for playing with us, tots. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I can't believe you're own four unstoppable. I can. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, uh, we're. I want to talk a little bit about our sermon from this past week and just have a little discussion about it. Uh, But before we do that, just two quick announcements. I want to let our community know about those who are listening. We talked about this on Sunday, but uh, the first one is we have a new texting service. Uh, a, a lot of you are constantly saying like, I'd love to know more about what we're doing about events or hangouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And man, it's just hard to get a hold of young adults sometimes. Uh, we got email, we got social media, but now we're adding uh, texting, which is really the easiest way, my preferred way to know about stuff. So you can opt in to that uh, by texting SANK to a number I should have on hand, but I don't. Uh, but it's on our Instagram. It's on our website. Um, so just text that number and uh we'll, we will not, I said this on Sunday, but I promise I will not just send you pictures of my kids like every day. I won't spam you. Uh, we'll we'll just let you know. Will you send we'll out, out
0: pictures of Tatiana's cat?
1: <laughs> sure. I'll send out uh, daily progress of me stretching out my neck and tongue <laughs> to try to reach my elbow. <laughs> and then, uh, so that's one thing. And then the second thing is we are going to try something. Um, we're just trying to figure out how to connect as a community in this weird time. And so we are going to try to hold some virtual, uh, just parties, hangouts. Um, and so we're going to have our first one, depending on when you're listening to this on Friday, May 29th, we're going to do a Sank Trivia Night hosted by Sam Littlefield. Sweet. So, uh, again, we'll give you more information on that, but, uh, we're going to try to do some watch parties, watch movies together, uh, cook meals together, have some scavenger hunts. So. Be on the lookout for that. All right. Okay. okay. Now uh, I don't know how many of you. David was at Sync uh, Service on Sunday, but I'm assuming Mark and Todd, you guys weren't there. Uh, but this past week, we talked about we're in the middle of our series. Uh, Do the next right thing, and I had a conversation uh, with Matt Lewis as our sermon, and we talked about the Hebrew scripture uh, that talks about throwing off our sin. That so easily entangles us. And the word we used a lot was the word baggage. And just how all of us, regardless of our background, even if it was a great like um, history growing up, you have family baggage. You've got just baggage in your life. And so I'd love to just continue that discussion with you guys a little bit and our special guest, uh, Tatiana. Tatiana. <laughs> I like saying your name wrong, Uh, everybody, just so you know. That's why I'm doing that. Uh, Yeah, so the question I'd love to throw out to you guys is when it comes to taking steps towards Jesus and this path and this journey that we've been talking about uh, that he has for you, what role has baggage played uh, for you in your journey? You know, How have you had to process it in order to grow and progress? So I'd love to hear you guys talk about that a little bit. Tatiana, you want to start? Tatiana?
2: Tatiana? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so I think for me, like when I think of baggage, I just think of uh, painful experiences that I've had and uh, just having to, to heal from those and allow God to enter into my pain with me um, mm. and to just process through all of that and um, just something that I've learned that has really helped me with at least like the painful experiences is God is angry too. Um. So if Oof. I'm angry at a situation that was unjust, God actually enters into that and is angry with me. Um, so I don't oh, have to good. look at anger as a bad emotion, um, but not direct that at God, but uh, sit in it with God, knowing that he's, he's angry when I'm angry at injustice. He's sad when I'm sad at um, injustice and bad things that have happened. He's the God who weeps with us and enters right into our pain. And that knowing that, like, helps us to let go of the baggage.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Has it been hard for you? Uh, I'm sort of speaking from my own story. Was it hard for you at first to understand that God could be angry about stuff like that? Like, I sort of had a picture of uh, just growing up in the church, a very Christian culture of, like, uh, the God who's always happy or always smiling and to, to be like, oh, no, he's he he experiences uh anger or just uh yeah
2: yeah absolutely i think many of us probably grew up whether we grew up in the church or not just being taught that anger was a bad emotion and that there are bad emotions and good emotions so when you think of god how can you think that he experiences a bad emotion but hmm. for me one of the breakthroughs that i had in realizing that god actually feels anger in a righteous way was reading the story about Jesus and the uh, the money uh, yeah. table. Like he came and flipped a table out of anger um, because he was seeing people being taken advantage of and his father's house not being what it was supposed to be. And that hit me in a way realizing that we are the temple of God. So he has that same anger when we are taken advantage right. of. Um, That's
1: so good. That's so good. I love that you said like, uh anger in a righteous way. It's like a healthy mm-hmm. use of emotion. And I think exactly what you said, uh something we talked about on Sunday is like you said sitting with God in those emotions. And and we talked about that a lot on Sunday is like that's uh could be described as processing, you know, learning how to take your emotions, your baggage that you've experienced and sit with it. Uh be with God in it and process it. And that's where it can be turned uh, to a healthy kind of, uh, a righteous kind of emotion. Uh, how about you, Mark? What's been your experience with baggage?
0: It was especially challenging hearing your story about how your upbringing with your parents being so involved semi, like from the outside, like a very good and and healthy upbringing, but still having baggage with that. Um, that's a little bit of, of that was especially challenging for me because I felt Kind of the same way, where I had a generally very good upbringing. Both my parents were there. You, like they put me in sports, they helped me with my homework. They, you know, we always had food on the table. And so, when you and Matt were talking about, oh, but but baggage still can still come. It really made me think. Whoa, yeah. like I've never thought about it that way before. And so, I've been challenged through that um, just to kind of see, yeah, in what ways spiritually have have there been baggage? Because I think what was the difference between your upbringing and mine is my dad, although he's religious, was not a spiritual father, mentor, anything like that. To me, that always came from my mom because she was involved in the church. She was a children's director. Like If I had a question about God, religion, whatever, I'd go to her. And so I've actually never heard my dad pray or seen him go to church besides Christmas Mm -hmm. and Easter, although he does consider himself Christian and religious and reads the Bible and prays by himself. And so Uh, I never thought about that and the the impact that that had on me and what I kind of consider, you know, a spiritual father and having one um, until Sunday. Like it's kind of tossed around my mind, but it never really hit home. So I'm still kind of working through that. Still pretty fresh. So I'll definitely check back in with you guys about it. But yeah, it was a really interesting way to look at, you know, a healthy, quote unquote, healthy upbringing. But still there's baggage that comes along with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like my parents uh, were just the best. Like I can remember us doing Bible studies together and yeah. uh, just very uh, amazing parents. And so I think for a long time, I almost felt like a little guilty, even ever like, uh, comp- it's not even complaining, right? But uh, just thinking like uh, th- there's something that could have been damaging mm-hmm. in my. My childhood, and because you know they're amazing, they're the best you could ask for. Uh, but the reality is, like uh, human beings, have a tendency to not be perfect and to uh, it just uh, wound people without even meaning to. And and I'll tell you, man, this freaks me out. um Being a parent now, mm. I think about this all the time. Like my intentions are so good, Lori and I both. Like we are uh, very intentional about our approach to uh, our kids and like how we raise them, how we introduce them to God and, uh, ethics and all this stuff. <laughs> but it just freaks me out. Cause like, even in the midst of that, there are going to be things that at some point, um, you know, they're going to be wounded by it or shaped in a way formed in a way that we weren't expecting mm-hmm. it. And at some point they're going to have to, to wrestle through that process through that. And I'm going to have to, apologize when I'm in my 50s and be like, sorry, uh, let, me help, let me help pay for your therapy um, because of that. How, how about you, Dee Uh What role has baggage played with you
3: in your journey? Yeah, um, well, I mean, I think growing up I had a lot of baggage. I mean, I, my parents got divorced pretty young and there was just a bunch of stuff that just happened that, that I actually never even dealt with until after I, like, right after I graduated, um, high school and then, okay, and then it was kind of when it, it was like this year of like, God, uh, God, um, working through me, like right after high school, there was like a year of God, like really working through all the baggage and working through all the stuff and just like, kind of like bringing it up until it was a point where it was like, I couldn't really surrender to him, or really like enter into the fullness of relationship with him until I'd actually worked through all the baggage that was held there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, even like, even after that, like, it was just been a process, like, specifically with, you know, being a worship leader and leading worship, like, there's plenty of baggage for me that came with that. And like, I couldn't really. I couldn't really step into the position of being a worship leader until like God had worked through the baggage with me and I'd finally like understood or accepted, um, who he had made me to be and who he was and stuff. So,
1: yeah, that's so good. Was part of your worship baggage, the fact that Tatiana kept uh, putting you up for jobs and then would steal them from underneath <laughs> you
3: yeah yeah they de- they're definitely that was probably uh you know ninety five percent of the baggage so <laughs> uh
1: dude that that's really so good though that you're saying exactly this is why we wanted to talk about that this in in the series is like if we want to pursue a flourishing walk with Jesus to, to the most full we possibly can, we have to confront this stuff like that's, mm-hmm. it's just going to keep bubbling up. And so the quicker we process it and bring it to the forefront with, with God, uh, then we can, uh, we can take further steps. So love that so much. Uh, I have a question well, part for the of, group. Sorry. Sorry yeah. to off, Adam.
0: No, go, go, go. Um, would you say that when you are talking to God about your baggage, are you looking for an answer of God fix my baggage or are you looking for a perspective change or are you looking for comfort? Like when you bring these things and and have these thoughts about, you know, pretty deep and meaningful things and very shaping things in our lives, what uh, response are you typically seeking from God?
1: Yeah, uh, I can go first. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys say too. I I think a big part of it is awareness. Mm. Uh, A lot of times, processing it with God is, uh, you don't actually know what you're processing. Right. And I, I've used this example before. So sorry if you've heard it, uh, sank people, I think I talked about this at our retreat, but, uh, something I processed with God, this was just a few years ago. Um, uh, you know, just being a little vulnerable right here is I've always dealt with, um, emotional eating and, and I didn't really realize that. Like I, wondered why my weight would fluctuate and I'd like get on a health kick and lose it. And, and I was processing with God, like praying through some stuff. And as I was doing that, just trying to become more aware, uh, I noticed that, uh, I had this unhealthy pattern that started back when, uh, I was in junior high, uh, we would get home a junior high I don't know if you guys agree with this. For me, probably the the worst three years of my life. <laughs> uh, you're just dealing with, you know, puberty for the first time, trying to discover who you are. Uh, just a lot of stress and anxiety for, you know, that early teenage years. And so uh I'd get home from junior high and our routine as a family, because my my parents were teachers, they weren't there. And so my sister and I would get off a bus and we would, uh, this is a little embarrassing to admit, but we would eat like little Debbie snacks and, uh you know, Cheez-Its and just unhealthy food. And we, and like Dr. Pepper, and we would sit in front of a TV and we would do that for about an hour every day after school. And so I did, I, like, this is literally a new revelation for me just a few years ago as I was praying with God of like that sort of awareness came in my mind and I started realizing, oh, like that was set in way back then, like Mm. a way for me to cope with a hard day or anxiety is to numb myself with unhealthy food that sort of, you know, it gives you that little, uh, physical buzz and then to watch entertainment and sort of get out of my head. And so, man, that was just, just awareness alone, I guess is my point of like, God helping me see, like, okay, this is ingrained with it within you. Uh, How can you find healthy ways to process your pain? How can you find healthy ways to uh, not run to something else, but run to me? Uh, So that's That's good. That's what I would say. Yeah. How about you, Tatiana? Any any thoughts on that? And by the way, I I don't feel like I'm. I can say your name properly anymore. (laughs) I've said it wrong so many times. (laughs)
2: I've heard a lot of variations over the years, so it's fine. I don't even hear it. As long as you get most of the letters, I'll respond. (laughs) (laughs) But I think for me, I just, very four of me on the Enneagram, which we'll talk about later, but I just want God to show me that there was purpose in whatever Hmm. it was that I carried.
1: Oh, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. There's meaning in the pain meaning. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. How about you, Decel? Any, any thoughts on that question?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. I think it'd probably just be the same as you guys. I think it kind of just starts with like a, for me, for the process of dealing with it kind of just starts with like an acceptance or an awareness. Not it does. It starts with an awareness and just realization of what the baggage is and what it's there and then it becomes to uh, to a uh, an understanding of the purpose and then it becomes like just an acceptance that it happened and um and then i think even after that there's like for me at least a thankfulness of like you know what like i'm actually yeah. god i'm actually thankful for how god has turned this maybe not thankful for the situation Mm-hmm. Or maybe not thankful for the baggage, but thankful for how God has taken the situation and used it for his good.
1: Yeah, that's a great word, man. We we've talked about that verse before too. Like being thankful in every circumstance sounds so like paradoxical, but it's not being happy about it, but it's it's understanding and being deeply joyful that God's gonna use it for his good. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's really good. <laughs> what was that yes that was a hiccup
0: <laughs> add that to the laugh tracks dude
1: that was the best thing that's ever happened on the long history of the setcast we've oh been trying God, to get that so
3: in one of these weekend yes. recordings for the last 12 weeks or whatever it's been and we wow. just finally got it that was
1: that's, incredible aw, man i'm gonna use that as a sample on my my latest dj tracks <laughs> Uh, all right. So Tati, you already sort of hinted at this, but <laughs> I, I love the uh, combination of what we just talked about, baggage, sort of our upbringing, and then looking at uh, the Enneagram and what that can sort of speak to us, teach us about who we are. And so I'd love for you to just tell us a little uh, uh, history for you with Enneagram uh we've again we've talked about it. I think most people that are listening will have a some kind of idea of what it is uh but what what sort of got you um started on it uh and and then how did that lead to you even sort of really uh become a big part of your life where you started this instagram page that's just been great
2: yeah, so right before I came to Menlo's when I learned about the Enneagram, and I was in a really uh really toxic work situation and it was really painful and it was causing me to to act like an unhealthy unhealthy person. Hmm. And I also couldn't really see it because these were my blind spots. So I would be told that I was making people walk on eggshells around me, but I couldn't see it. So I thought they, that it wasn't true. Um, and then a mentor of mine sent me a podcast that just went through each Enneagram type really briefly. And once it got to type four, Everything that was said was things that I had said that week um, about myself. And Hmm. just hearing that fours, when they're unhealthy, make people walk on eggshells, I was able to actually accept that, that that was something that I just needed to watch out for in myself. So finding out about the Enneagram and just being able to see those blind spots of mine gave me the freedom to actually change those things about myself, to not excuse them. But to just accept like, okay, like this is who I am. I don't have to stay this way. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to have a lens to see those things about myself if if it wasn't for this personality typing system to show me that this is just how I'm naturally wired.
1: Yeah, yeah that's so good. And that, that goes back to the awareness piece that we were talking about. Like when I talk to people about the Enneagram, that's what I always say is like, I think that what it's helped me the most is the awareness of my shadow sides, the the pieces that have always been there, but I, I, I wasn't aware of. Uh, that's so good. So then how did that lead to you just it, it meaning so much to you that you started Enneagram Vibes, which yeah. has tons of followers?
2: Man. So pretty much once I learned about it, I just did a full deep dive and like read like tons of books, listened to tons of podcasts and wanted to know as much as possible, not only about myself, but about other people, because when you learn about other types, you're able to love other people. Well, um, Hmm. and avoid saying things that would hurt them more than it would hurt another person. And, um, just treat them in a way that honors them the best and also give grace for their blind spots that you Hmm. don't have to take those so personally as well. Um, So I just did a full deep dive over the last several years, and um, I was talking to my friend Emily, and we were just texting back and forth, and I was just sharing some stuff about the Enneagram, and she was like, man, people need to hear this. Like, let's just start an Instagram about it. And she's a nurse, so she has, like, no time anymore, (laughs) so it's just kind of handed off to me, but um, yeah, so that's kind of how it got started, and we were one of the first, like, like, that started Enneagram things, which is why we were able to grow. Like we are probably like number 10 that got created or something like that. So, wow. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's so great. Yeah. So you guys should check out Enneagram vibes on the Instagram. Uh, It's so good. I love it. Um, So Mark's got to go in a little bit, um, but I'd love to just think through, we again, we talk about this a lot. And Mark, uh, what's that word you used the other day when we asked what your enneagram type was? I'm divergent, divergent, <laughs> gross. She said gross. <laughs> uh, but I'd love for you. Uh, say, I said on our notes, I said diagnose Mark, uh, yeah, like it's, it's a disease.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. a little bit,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, just love to talk through with Mark, just so we can see everybody listening can get an idea of what it's like to sort of think through like, what's my type? What are, uh, what's shaped me in that way? Um, so Mark, you what do you, what do you think you might be again?
0: I'm either a two or a three. And I think I show signs of both. And Tatiana, I don't know enough about it to know if you can like flip-flop back and forth or like. If the two wing three is different than the three wing two or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think a show signs of both. But the, I think, and Tatiana, you could probably answer this better. There's like a base fear with each type as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of gets confusing for me too. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. So. I would agree that I feel like you've always been fuzzy as a person as to like what you're <laughs> coming any from the expert. I am divergent.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, but I actually recently did some posts about figuring out whether you're a two wing three or a three wing two. Okay. And oh, for all there the we go. There we go. So I just pulled those up to kind of, uh, I'll pull them up on my guide through this. But I mean, when you're stuck between two types, it's like, you've pretty much found out like, what you are is just figuring out whether it's your wing or your type, and what that comes down to is what basic fear and basic desire resonates the most with you. So for twos, the basic fears of being unworthy of being loved. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lost childhood message of you are wanted. So twos didn't feel wanted. They didn't really feel seen unless they were helpful and um, and were good. Um, huh. And then their basic desire is to be loved. So that can lead to people-pleasing. Um, but those are like basic fear, basic desire. Um, and then the root sin of twos is, oh man, why am I blinking on this right now? Does someone remember? What is the root sin of twos? Oh, pride, pride. It's pride. Oh, yeah,
1: I could have um, oh, yeah. told you that was March <laughs> Yeah, sure.
2: And that doesn't <laughs> seem that obvious with twos, but it's really this sense of, Like, all competency types um, have a sense of better than. Mm. And it doesn't come now, obviously. But for twos, it's they walk into a room and see people and are like, wow, these poor people really need my help. And that emphasizes, like, I'm needed. I'm better than these people because they need me. That's exactly how I
0: feel when I walk into the office and it's just Adams in there. Like, David's off recording. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you just painted my work
1: in a nutshell, Tatiana. (laughs) (laughs) This <laughs> this guy needs my help. Big <laughs> <In the> time. <meantime.
2: laughs> another well, thing good. is realizing what numbers you would go to in stress and in health. Mm. Um so 2s in stress will act a little bit like an 8. They'll be blunt and commanding and confrontational to people who don't want their help or don't appreciate it. So they just uh, are kind of realizing that being soft, uh being kind, being flattering isn't getting them anywhere so they just start to be a little bit more blunt with people and Mm. then in health they go to four and they start to actually take care of themselves Hmm. um so they're thinking about their needs and making sure that those are met rather than only thinking about the needs of people around them does that sound more like you so far
0: i think so i yeah everyone else is nodding yes so i'll just assume that yeah that's (laughs) That's probably right.
1: No, I, I don't know. You tell me. No,
0: I think so. So,
2: yeah. The two wing three also is called the host, which I could really see with you. Mm. And three wing two is the charmer, which, like, I could see a little bit of that with you, but more I see the host. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that gets me, and it could just be semantics about that, is the, the part about being loved. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm loved and i don't have to worry about that at all because god calls me loved. so like that's not a fear about like that's nothing like i'll never think about that. but that's such a mm-hmm. divining defining characteristic of that type that that's kind of why i'm i'm a little bit fuzzy.
2: Mm. yeah, i think you could say it's loved mm-hmm. and for some twos that are more healthy and more far along in their journey of Like finding their love not in the approval of other people or whether they're well liked by everybody or anything like that. Yeah. Um, It could look like acceptance and recognition. All heart types, twos, threes, and fours want recognition. They want acceptance. They want to be loved and they struggle with shame to some extent. Cool.
0: You just said so many different words and different things about this (laughs) that I'm just like, tell me more. What are the other, there's a heart type, what what other types are there?
2: Uh, So there's tons of trides, but when it comes to like the centers, so there's heart types, twos, threes, and fours, struggle with shame, want recognition and acceptance. Attention is another way you can say it, but that sounds so negative. So I like to say recognition instead, (laughs) uh, because I am a heart type. And I do want mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. Um, and then fives, sixes, and sevens are head types. Um, and they want security and they struggle with fear. And all types relate to their center in different ways. So, for sevens, you might think, "Oh, they don't struggle with fear." But they run away from their fear and try to avoid oh. feeling it by filling their life with activity, fun things to do, positivity. Right. They, sevens
0: are like the people that do everything, right? Like try to go out and yeah. meet everyone, do have all the fun all the time.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, they use optimism to hmm. guard themselves from anxiety and from pain. And then sixes use pessimism to guard themselves from anxiety and pain and then in some ways fives just use reason and try to explain away their anxiety and their pain which dives them deeper into it so good oh and then the body triad uh the gut is eight nine one and they struggle with anger
1: hmm. so good that's so good uh man i yeah i've got a lot of thoughts as well um It's just cool to see you like talk through with Mark. I think that's a great example, you know, again, to anybody listening of like, uh, I think to remember just the helpfulness that can come from, this is what we talked about earlier, uh, a similar concept, of what processing your baggage is, is we're just trying our best to become aware of how God's created us and where our blind spots are, Mm -hmm. where our strengths are. And that can be such a helpful thing uh i i I love you you said this a second ago but where we go to health and uh uh, unhealth like uh, that's that's been a really useful part for me about the enneagram because oftentimes people say to me so i'm a i'm a four i've talked about that on the podcast for
3: uh david you're a four, correct um there's actually too many fours in this group so i'm a five (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> just just by default you're so
3: four four's you the, don't
1: want to be a four right now four the creative
0: ones is that what, typically what i a mean four is?
2: i think that's pretty unfair to say okay. because then every creative person would think oh i need mm-hmm. to be a four huh. um because nines are really creative fives are really creative sevens are really creative and they're freaking good at everything that they try mm. to be creative with um fours are the more artistic ones. They're melancholy. Um, yeah. They get they like excited for gloomy in. days. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> gosh, much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the rain is the best.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. But the so us, we, we got three fours on this podcast. Um, uh, so what I, what's been interesting for me is a lot of people say like, dude, you're not a four. Like I've never seen that in you. Um and a lot of times it's because people see me, A, they see me in work mode. And uh, and what was interesting for me is when I learned the health piece of like uh, fours in health go to the one. And that just made so much sense to me because I feel like when I'm in a groove, when I'm healthy, man, I love – uh I, I'm almost a perfectionist, but in the good way. Like I just love doing things right. And uh whether it's music in the past or writing now or sermons, whatever it is, it's just like, man, I, I love spending time and just making it really good and, and my work can be that way. Uh so that even like there's just so many aspects I think uh in the past few years that I've learned about that have just really made the Enneagram even more valuable when you realize some of the variances. So, that's really good. Uh, Before Mark heads out, um, I'd love for you to just talk with us uh, so he can hear on record, who is the best four out of us three?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Man, like, the best four is the most integrated four and the one who looks the least like a four. Mm. Um. So it's actually like me. the goal. <laughs> yeah. <So it's> Mark. <laughs> and I mean, if he really is a two, then him going to four is a healthy thing. So that does make him the best four. Oh, yeah. um,
3: Whoa.
2: so I guess Mark is the answer to that. Okay. That's, yeah. that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, terrible that's a answer. <laughs> answer.
1: <laughs> it's a political answer. Go. That's good. Uh, so, Tots, uh, where could people go? Like, what would be some of your first recommendations? Let's say someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I'm still on the fence about this. How could I find out more? How could they sort of learn? In the same way Mark just sort of went through a little bit of a diagnostic, uh, what would be some next steps that you would say to folks?
2: Yeah, I'm a really strong believer in not taking a test. Um hmm. About a third of people will get an incorrect result from a test. Um, So it can be a helpful starting place. But a lot of people will just kind of take whatever their test result is and run with it and not realize that there's so many different factors in the Enneagram that can make a test skew your results. Um, There's instinct. There's wings. There's the numbers you go to in stress and health. Um, Like, for example, like a self-preservation six on the surface looks a lot like a 2. And then a 3-wing 4 on the surface can look a lot like a 1 because they can be very serious. So, when you answer those questions, you can either test as your wing, you can if you're in a stressful place, you can test as the number that you're exhibiting their stress symptoms. And if you're in a healthy place, mm. you can test as the number that you go to in health rather than what you actually are. So my recommendation is always to either just read about your type and look at the the core motivations the basic fear the basic desire uh, the root sin um or uh, where i learned about it was listening to a podcast from the liturgists where they just simply walked through each type um oh that's good so if you just look up liturgist enneagram it's like the first one in the apple podcast but it was okay. so helpful and just listening also was a really good practice to figure that cool. out that's
1: super helpful that's super helpful. And you and I have talked, talked about this tots at some point. Um, but I, I, think for me, what you said, like the, the shadow side or what, whatever you want to label that, like sort of the, the negative piece is what really made it clear for me because a four with the envy piece, uh, it's just so clear in my life. That's what I've always, um, wrestled with. And that's hard for me to admit, um, but that, that was super helpful. Uh, well, uh, you guys should follow on Instagram Enneagram Vibes. That has been super helpful for me. The content you put up is so good mm-hmm. and it's often funny. Really funny. Which, uh, yeah,
2: I am funny. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I was about to say a running j- joke that we have every time yeah. Tots uh, comes and speaks at Sank is uh her desire to, to make people laugh and be funny. <laughs> you do it, it just comes through Instagram form. Yes. Um, uh, one last thing before we head out Uh, Totsk would you come and speak at Sank this summer (laughs) I was going to email you this but I'm just going to do it publicly in a podcast so now if I
2: say no it's really awkward
1: it's going to be super awkward that's the point I want to try to pressure you into
2: yeah I love that Um, no just kidding yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) she said yes you guys heard it here first awesome All right. Well, thank you guys so much, Tots. Thanks for being here.
2: For sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tots. You're so smart
0: and insightful. So smart. And I'm excited to hear more about this as well as hear you speak again because we love when you're talking to us and teaching us at Sank.
2: Oh, yay. I'm really sorry that I didn't talk about cats enough. Mm, Um, Just get them in right now.
3: Get them in right now. Do it once. She didn't do it once this whole time, you guys.
1: It's
2: It's a hard time for me.
3: So That's I won because I was the closest then, for sure.
1: <laughs> you won. David's the new Unstumpable one.
3: Oh, <laughs> boom.
1: What a beautiful voice you have, man. Oh, last plug, and then we really are going to leave. Uh, we're going to do a worship night. I, again, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, but Sunday, what would that be? May twenty 20- thirty uh, 31st. May? 31st, yeah, yeah. Worship and communion on Facebook Live. Sweet. So... If you're listening to this before the 31st, make sure and have uh, some kind of liquid and some kind of food. Ramen, and we're, right, Yeah, you can use ramen. Yeah, we talked about it as a staff, we would all just bring some of our favorite snacks, and we'll all just do communion. Fun, uh, yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. So again, Todd, thanks for being here. Uh, for Mark and David, my name is Adam, and we are the same cats. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next Bye. time. Bye.